Welcome to issue number 39 of The Infinite Backlog, a chronological tour of the best and most noteworthy Marvel comics. I'm Andy the Dung Dog, and with me are my co-hosts, Shane the Final Bong, (laughs) (laughs) and Rory the Rattlesnake on a Hot Plate. Yeah, baby. (sighs) Rory's is so good. Are these all out of Howard? Rattlesnake? I don't remember which one it was from. Oh, uh, I think Rattlesnake was from Iron Man. Uh, I could be complete, completely wrong. I don't remember. I just write them down when I think they're funny. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> today, we uh, we have kind of a scatter shot here. We, we read comics featuring the X-Men, Nova, Iron Man, and Howard the Duck. And they're taking us from March through May of 1979. I know you're asking, do I have any of Andy's bummers? And I have one. And then I have two other things that I need to tell you. So one bummer. But it'd be a huge doozy of a bummer. Yeah, it's the Three Mile Island reactor meltdown. So it's a doozy. It's a pretty big, it's a pretty sad doozy. The other two things are kind of fun. And so the first one is just that the the, the TV network Nickelodeon premiered on cable uh, as the first cable channel exclusively for children, which I had no idea it was as old as 1979. But... This is the one that I really want to talk about. I don't know if you have any thoughts. I don't know if this is just funny because it's funny. I read this is a sentence that I copied from Wikipedia verbatim. President Jimmy Carter is attacked by a swamp rabbit while fishing in his hometown of Plains, Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm sure silly. I'm sure swamp rabbit is a legitimate animal. I'm sure that's a real thing. But that's so funny. <laughs> swamp is just the qualifier. It's just a rabbit, right? They yeah. needed to make it sound. They need to make it sound better. Like you can't just say, you can't just say like Andy the podcast boy. You have to say Andy the basement podcast boy, right? Like that's yeah, adding more context. Yeah, but the context I like is while fishing because that assumes <laughs> that Jimmy Carter is in a swamp on a boat and a rabbit just kind of. <laughs> comes from where like yeah the ocean or the the swamp does it come from under the water i don't know i feel like uh, i feel like we need to do a better job of protecting our presidents from swamp rabbits <laughs> we didn't get him so <laughs> secret, service. <laughs> secret service took that rabbit out you just bit your last jimmy <laughs> you just bit your last jimmy <laughs> <laughs> oh no <laughs> oh fuck oh, what if that was the moment that made him decide he wanted to build houses for people for the rest of his life <laughs> that was it see the rabbit ruthlessly murdered <laughs> I didn't know swamp rabbits are such a problem people need walls yeah people need houses <laughs> <laughs> oh god 
so we have we yeah we have a, a a selection of things. We don't have to spend equal time on them at all. Uh, case in point, we wanted to start talking about Iron Man number one twenty that we read, uh, which is essentially just an entry point here. My understanding is just like an entry point to get in so that we can read a a, a sort of abbreviated storyline here yeah, in Iron I Man. Think this That's might pretty be, famous. Uh, might be a failing of chronological order and the size of our, uh, mm-hmm. you know, reading because because mm-hmm. it wasn't bad, but we did not really experience any interesting. It didn't feel like oh, this is this is an obviously important comic book to read, right? And that's okay because the the the, the thing about it is that we we don't we don't have to like give it ten minutes on our show. Mm-hmm. Like we can just uh, we can just say we'll talk about it next week. You know. I'm sorry. It sounded to me like Rory said that Hiram Dobbs was not an important yeah, there, character there, to be I introduced say to. It's well, it could be. Uh, we see that Namor Namor has some undisclosed beef with an island, like some sort of cranky old island. Crew. <laughs> he's, he's like a he's like an old west miner trapped on a desert island. Yeah, and Namor refuses to let him leave. It's <laughs> <laughs> really funny. It's so petty. I love, yeah, I love how petty this fucking prince boy is, where he's just like, no, someone pissed me off, and they're not leaving this island. The only reason Iron Man even gets there is because he's on a he's on a seven forty seven, like three or four martinis deep, hitting on a on a flight attendant, and all of a sudden the plane collides with a flying tank, and we learn a few pages later that it's because Namor got mad and threw the tank, <laughs> and I. I mean, it's a bit of a weird coincidence, but it is very funny, the idea that <laughs> that Namor would get so mad at the army for trying to interfere with his island coot that he'd throw <laughs> their tank into the fucking sky. I I feel like sometimes sometimes the the comic writers have stupid reasons that heroes are places. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. this this actually seemed like a fun like way to get the it's character a fucking where coincidence to be. yeah it's, yeah, it's yeah. unbelievable but it's so it was never going to be believable and the and the explanations no. are always trite and yeah. too many pages long yeah which you know i guess i guess makes me feel a little bit better about a tank in the sky like also makes you wonder if maybe stan's just like forcing some ideas down you know just like hey, i want <laughs> somebody to throw a tank at an airplane this week <laughs> figure it out he's living my dream <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh there's, I don't know. There's a there's a confrontation. Iron Man has to fight Namor for reasons neither of them really understand. Uh, it seems like maybe Iron Man's getting played or like remote controlled in some way by Justin Hammer, uh, who we briefly see at the end of the issue. Uh, because when he's underwater, uh, Iron Man's suit like opens up and lets all the water in, like unbidden, and we we sort of leave the end of the issue thinking Iron Man might be drowning. Uh, and. Yeah, I mean, again, we don't have a ton of context for this. I'm sure. I'm sure more of this will be uh, apparent as we read more. But I, I, one thing I noticed is that if we compare it to the last time we checked in on the Iron Man comic, uh, it's way more readable. He didn't mention yeah. his transistors once. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm at least happy for that. And I, I have it on somewhat good authority that we are, uh, we're jumping into an important Iron Man storyline. So. Hopefully, hopefully things get interesting next week. And so without further ado, let's talk about our best friend, Howard the Duck. <laughs> speaking, of, speaking of transistors. <laughs> so stupid. Now, I will remind you that we decided to read the last two issues of Howard's run because we wanted to check in on it again and see how he was doing. This wasn't for some sort of grand story reason. This was just 
let's see where it ended. And see, so that's really funny because the whole time I was reading it, I I didn't remember that, and I was like, why did Andy put this on the reading <laughs> list? I was <laughs> I was trying so hard to figure out why it was on the reading list. I was like, what? Is it just because it's Iron Man? Is it because we read a Iron Man and now we have to read a Iron Duck? Is that why? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, no, no, it's because Doctor Bong is going to be the most important character in all of Marvel. <laughs> wait, wait, you know, I never looked up. I never looked up Doctor Bong to, Bong to see if he shows up at any other. Uh, if this you know, is his I, last hurrah, this is this is a great example of what I hate so much about Howard the Duck. This silly bell man is actually kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. But but we spend so much time just doing weed, you know, weed puns. Mm. Not really weed puns, but just like bong, using bong as a sort of funny word in and of itself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think okay. it's a missed opportunity I, to be we, a little so more clever. We should explain to everyone who's listening because this is not a visual medium. Mm-hmm, Do- mm-hmm. Dr. Bong is a giant man whose theme is bells. He has like a <laughs> bell. He has like a the Liberty Bell or like a, a a waiter bell on his head that he hits with like a hammer that he has for a fist. And yeah, he's he got makes, a prosthetic hand. He's got a prosthetic <laughs> like uh, big ball thing that hits the bell that is his head. And it like paralyzes people. The sound waves like paralyze people, right? And then also yeah. if you hit it at a certain frequency, it takes you to another dimension. That's a pretty cool. That's a pretty cool character. It yeah. is, and he's ob- he's objectively funny in so many ways because he takes himself so seriously. What we learn is that apparently in the intervening issues we didn't read, uh, Howard's like lady friend Beverly, like sort of martyr married him. Like she married him because he wanted to marry her, and it kept Howard safe or something. So she's been missing for a while, and we find out that she's like legit married to Doctor Bong. <laughs> And one of the things that we learn is that they have yet to even consummate their marriage because Dr. Bong keeps every night wanting to recite some sort of poem about bells that Edgar Allan Poe wrote and they never have time to fuck. (laughs) (laughs) This guy is so funny. He's a mess. (laughs) Dr. Bong. I'm also looking at the wiki right now and apparently... He does keep showing up from time to time in a very limited way, but mostly in Howard the Duck or Deadpool. So they keep him as a dumb character. Oh, he shows up in Deadpool? Yeah, apparently. That's pretty cool. But they keep saying the words they use in this in these two issues are almost funnier than anything that happens because we just keep saying things like <laughs> Howard at one point says, Gong in your bonger worked once before. <laughs> <laughs> Dumb. And gong in your bonger. They're is little f- nasty. <laughs> <laughs> they have their little flying saucers and they call them flying bongers. Like, get out. Yeah, so it's basically nothing, uh, which serves to reinforce the idea that um that this comic was basically nothing. Which is too bad. I had hoped they'd sort of blossom into something interesting. Uh, and of course, when we jump in, we're missing a little bit of context. But, you know, on the page, it's just not really any better than when we left. For a comic book that's basically the, you know, a superhero movie, the movie. Mm. Like, it's just a giant parody on its own, you know, its own stuff. It's so much fucking text. Yeah. It's it, it's really inappropriate <laughs> to, the, to, to force that on the reader. The audacity. Yeah. At least... The art 
is our is our best friend Gene Colan, and the art is the art's good, n- nice to look at. Um, it's got kind of a, a nice sort of retro flair. Uh, when when Howard is like naked near the end, when his Iron Man suit is all fucked up, like he looks really sad and like a weird little <laughs> shriveled duck man. And yeah, it's a it's a good time. But uh, this is this is technically not the end of this run. It is. But they uh, they resume the numbering at issue 33 in like the mid 80s for no reason for about two issues. And I don't know why. And huh. I don't really care. And then start over at one. Yeah, they. I think they just d- do another. Yeah. And I don't know if they like. I, that's probably a sales thing. Like people are like, I can't buy issue 30 of, you know. <laughs> right. They don't uh-huh. know that it's been discontinued and it's now back. They just see it on the shelves and they're like, oh, I missed it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, anything else to say about Howard before we say goodbye to him yet again? Nah. No. Get out of here, duck. <laughs> get out of here, you little fucking duck. Let's get, talk about... Gong your the, bonger. Get out of here. <laughs> go gong your bonger. <laughs> and instead, let's talk about the unholy clusterfuck known as Nova 24 and 25. Whew. Yeah, they're just they're just shooting content at, mm-hmm. you know... It, it's it's high octane. There's all the characters come back. It's, it's kind of a scattershot and a mess. I didn't hate it. I didn't either. I had a lot of fun. I mean, there's some dumb ass pulls like uh, like this fake 50s hero. What is his name? The Comet. Like uh-huh. we, we learn with no gravitas or any buildup, really, that his son that he thought was dead is actually Crime Buster, that guy from a few issues ago in Nova, who is sort of Nova's like mentor guy. Mm-hmm. And so there's sort of like this unearned tearful reunion between Crime Buster <laughs> and the Comet. <laughs> We get Powerhouse back. We get Diamond Head back. We've got Doctor Sun. We've got the Sphinx. It's and like then they're all on a spaceship together. <laughs> uh, I I think the 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 biggest thing that I I took away from this is that it. I mean, we know it got canceled, right? I mean, like clearly this is the this is the end of their uh, their two year tryout or run or whatever. But this ends on a cliffhanger, and I'm upset about it. <laughs> I, I read not... it as kind of more of just an open ending than a clip. Really? Because like, the... I guess because I've known it was ending, and maybe that mm. was not the case for other readers or writers, right? Um, so I just I was prepared, I guess, mentally and emotionally for that it doesn't end up in a nice, tightly wrapped bow. Because really, nothing about Nova has has led me to believe it's gonna wrap up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they definitely didn't seem like they were gonna wrap up at all. Yeah. Right before we started recording, I did a little looking into it. Uh, they do continue this storyline like directly, but in the pages of Fantastic Four, hmm. which is of course on the table. If we wanted to see it, it's up to us. <laughs> but it's like it's like two, maybe three issues of Fantastic Four where all of these characters show up, and also the Fantastic Four are there and they're doing stuff like on Xandar or whatever. <laughs> um, and so we can read it if we wanted, but uh, but yeah, it's kind of. I don't know. I don't know how much I give a shit. <laughs> yeah, they really the 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 issues of Nova really kind of end in a bit of a wet fart, don't they? Yeah. Like I said, I didn't hate the I didn't hate them. Like in terms of you know sitting down to read them, it was fine. It was good. But yeah. I my my caring about what happens is is pretty low. Mm-hmm. It hit a really good like peak and decline in terms yeah. of quality, right? Yeah, like five or six issues ago, like it peaked 
and it has been on the decline and this is like a valley of content just like nonsense and nothing yeah i still think there's there's one thing in these two issues that i really really liked which is that after we spent about three or four issues like slowly teasing and then revealing dr sun who tried to eat dracula uh the sphinx shows up and completely just like undercuts him with how dope the sphinx is and he spends these two issues just being like a like a whiny like rebellious teen uh (laughs) like like i think at one point uh crime busters looking at him like reaching towards the like the 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 spaceship controls and he's like sphinx expressly forbid you from tampering with these computers the sphinx does not command dr sun and then he just shows up again and breaks Dr. Sun's whole arm off. <laughs> yes, he does control Dr. Sun. I'm sorry. I'm sorry you suck. Yeah, it's it's silly. At the end of this, they fight some scrolls, I guess, as they arrive on Xandar. We learn that Powerhouse is secretly a uh, a member of the same race that the that the original Nova guy was from, and he just forgot. And yeah, so they're they're all on their way to to Xandar to figure out how the Sphinx can finally die, and uh, and also maybe learn some more about blah blah blah, and that's where we leave it. I suppose we'll talk off uh, offline about whether or not we want to follow up on the Fantastic Four, but my guess is that you don't. Well, I I don't have a lot of. Um confidence that you can just punt this over to different writers throw in the fantastic four and make something good out of where we're at (laughs) (laughs) what do you mean rory (laughs) (laughs) if it tantalizes you at all uh and i don't need this to but i want you to know uh when i look on the wiki at that the next fantastic four issue that we would be reading it lists it says other characters, and it lists Nova, Powerhouse, Sphinx, Crime Buster, Doctor Sun, Diamond Head, and the Comet, and somebody named Thorin Rull, all under a subheader called Champions of Xandar. Huh. And then the following issue we see them in, they're all known as the New Champions. So it looks like maybe Diamond Head, Crime Buster, Nova, Powerhouse, and the Comet form a weird super team. Oh wait, I'm sorry, Doctor Sun's not on the team. Nope. Fuck that. Oh, yeah. I, I need that blood boy on the team or else it's, a no, it's no deal. No. Yeah, I think that's just a disappointment. All right. Vetoed. Let's, let's drive this car into X-Men Station. These X-Men issues, I think, finally convinced me that they know how to tell a really exciting story in 17 pages. Yeah. I haven't always felt that way in, in our reading list, but these two stand alone so well. And they're really fun, and they have a lot of text, and I was annoyed by it, but they ha- they are, like, really fun and interesting, and I feel like they crammed more interest into one issue than other comics have managed to. Oh, big time. And they're still only 35 cents, as they remind us on the cover. Oh. You know, that's funny. That's interesting that you should say it. Price check! Hey, I just wanted you to know that uh, even though they say they're still only 35 cents, that was just a prelude to them raising the price to 40 cents in May of 1979 with Howard the Duck issue 31 costs 40 fucking cents. Price check! Yeah. (laughs) Fuck that. I hate that marketing shit where they're like, it's still only 35. It's 45. It's 40 now. It's 40 now. (laughs) It's like it's like those bag of chips that say 99 cents on them and they're, you know, and they're not 99 cents. There's seven chips inside of it. Why would you even purchase it? Just get the family size and eat it all like a slob like we all do. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Talk to me about Moses Magnum. 
I don't what know. Do I like know? him. Let's spill some tea. Let's spill some tea on Moses Magnum. He lives in yet another volcano lair. He's got a volcano lair. Is, is he not a mutant? I think he's just a dude. He's, he's sort of, he absorbs some power. Yeah. Um, that is is explained in X-Men, but only in brief. That he, he picked it up in his travels. Got, he got juiced. He got juiced falling into the core of the planet after an encounter with uh, Luke Cage. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Um, you know, blah, blah, fill in the blanks. He now has earthquake powers. Is it just, is it just earthquake powers? He, he just has t- tectonic energy spurts. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like bad <laughs> diarrhea. <laughs> the tectonic spurts. <laughs> yeah. You <laughs> I mean, as far as we know, he's kind of the earthquake guy. Okay. Yeah. And he can punch real good. And I guess he's smart because he's built some sort of machine that will create a beam that will sink all of Japan and he'll do it <laughs> like on a hair trigger. Like all it takes is for the X-Men to piss him off once in this issue. And he's like, you know what? I'm taking Japan away. I'm taking Japan and I'm going home. <laughs> That's it. No Japan for you. <laughs> you just fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> now you fucked up. There's a fun sequence of them all trying to get to him uh, where they all have to split up and like some people are tunneling under the ocean floor and some are flying above making a distraction and Kurt's like teleporting in trying to signal people and I don't know it's a it's a fun and and again a way that is better than every other comic uh, a fun use of an ensemble cast in sort of a dynamic way totally big time big time and uh, and I I feel as though Sunfire takes a big turn as well. He finally realizes everyone's dope and just shuts the fuck up and just is a team player. And that's also nice to see. He does complain about sneaking. <laughs> this is not the way of the samurai. I'm being too roguish. <laughs> yeah. Did you guys, did any of you play Ghost of Tsushima? No. Didn't you play that on your streamy stream? I, with, I with watched Shane you Wayne? play it. Well, that's right. That's it. right. We did a bit of that on the yeah. stream. Yeah, that's like constantly the the argument where he's like, oh, I'm a samurai, but I'm being forced to act like a ninja. This is so dishonorable. I hate sneaking. (laughs) I hate sneaking. That whole game is like that. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. They 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 do. They do a good job. They beat him. They fight him. Uh, And at the at the end, uh, Banshee is a big damn hero and manages to scream the perfect note that stops the beam. Why is he Banshee... does he does he does do the high note at the uh, in the movies that breaks all the glass? Mm. Why is Banshee the one who keeps saving the day? This is like the fourth or fifth time, right? Maybe the writers feel sorry for him for being the, like, so old. The, the writers <laughs> have this character shoved so far down our throats. Like <laughs> he's so stupid, he's so dumb on every level, and they're just like, what if he saves the day again? Like what if he what if he opens his mouth and has voice stuff happen and then he saves the day again? Is it just Stockholm syndrome that I'm actually starting to like him? Do you think? <sighs> a little bit, yeah. I mean, yeah. If, if the writers are going to keep like you know letting him be the big damn hero, then yeah, then you're gonna you're gonna experience that. You'd be like, oh, hey, Banshee's clearly the best guy on the team. <laughs> right, yeah, legend. exactly. If, eventually, you're gonna be on Reddit yelling at people who say that Banshee's dumb, and you'll have. <laughs> You don't 30... even know Reed X-Men 119. <laughs> you will incredible. have 30-minute YouTube videos talking about who Banshee could beat in a fight. 
clearly Moses Magnum. He did it already in X Men One Eighteen. <laughs> God, yeah. So so he he uh he goes into a coma for ten days because he screamed too much, and uh, he saved everyone. And when he wakes up, they've all got a nice Christmas party for him at Sunfire's house. And but he's fuming at first because they left him in the hospital. He didn't get his warm <laughs> his warm welcome. Yeah. Yeah, I guess my friends didn't meet me when I came out of my coma. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> but no, they had a party for him ready. And uh, and Wolverine's still trying to, like, play that slow game with Mariko. Peter misses Russia. We have, we have <laughs> to talk about the most Canadian thing I've ever read in my whole life. Oh, yes. XN120. <laughs> okay, so X-Men are flying out of Japan. Uh, and... They get attacked by clouds. <laughs> <laughs> Smart clouds. Smart clouds. But not like the kind that Bezos has. But we should rewind because uh, on TV, uh, the Canadians, the Canadian government has seen Wolverine fighting monsters in Japan. And it's like, fuck this. That's our... <laughs> <laughs> this is our guy. This is this is supposed to be Canada's big win. <laughs> yeah, they're still so salty about Wolverine quitting, and they need him back. It does seem funny. It almost feels like, uh, in, in the in the pages of the Marvel, uh, Marvel not cinematic universe, just regular pa- paper universe. Um, the Marvel paper the universe. The Marvel paper universe. <laughs> <laughs> uh isn't canada kind of extra like they're kind of spooky yeah and yeah. It, it feels like maybe they're just being a kind of they're being evil in a way you can't you know write about the american government without without joe mccarthy coming after you mm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but if we blame blame it on canada then it's all fine yeah, and isn't it such a fun little uh, subversion that the nicest country is secretly a nasty one? <laughs> yeah, they've got uh, they've they've truly formed Alpha Flight now. So last time we met, uh, what's his name, James Hudson? He was going by Major Maple Leaf, uh, and it was just him. And now it's unclear whether or not he's actually changed his name yet. But he's got a whole fucking team of superpowered people, including. North Star, Shaman, Snowbird, Sasquatch, and Aurora. And it's pretty Canadian, but uh, but no, we're uh, we're not just going to give you the uh, their mutant names. Not at all, because uh, we need to know we need to know about Royal Canadian Mounted Police Corporal <laughs> Anne McKenzie. <laughs> she works at a desk. She's like a desk mounty. <laughs> oh man imagine being a desk mounty there's so much canada to go and explore and you just have to be a desk mounty <laughs> uh no i don't actually have all their real names written down does somebody have it pulled uh, up I've, yeah i've got them we've yeah. got the brother and sister jean paul bobert and i don't jean marie bobert but she spells it the girl way mm. <laughs> but i think they're both john maybe maybe one's gene it's probably Jean. is it probably like bobier right like Bob, like Bob uh, probably Bobier, Jean Marie Bobier. They're, <laughs> they're from Quebec or something. They are. They absolutely are. And they're like, is that is that no North Star and Snowbird? Is that right? Or Aurora? Yeah, that's North Star that's and Aurora. Aurora. North Star and Aurora. Aurora. Snowbird Aurora. is Corporal Anne McKenzie. Yes. Snowbird is the Dusk Mountie. Mm-hmm. We've got the Shaman who has Doctor... a fun last name. 
Dr. Dr. Michael. Michael. <laughs> Dr. Michael, two young two men. Young men. <laughs> Dr. Michael, two young men. Which might be an actual... Uh, I feel like it is. Know, Sar- Sarki, I don't know how to pronounce the, the, the tribe, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to just drop that on the page without context is sort of... Yeah. It's, a t- it's, a, it's an interesting read. Oh, this guy's this guy's name is Two Young Men. All right. Yeah, it's it's visually clear, like they're they've drawn they've drawn him in a way that it's obvious he's First Nations, but like, yeah, out of context, the last name Two Young Men is is. Uh, I mean, it's just it's just thrown into this giant info dump, so yes. it is it is stark. But yes. yeah, in in general, it's it's no no biggie. And then we've got the linebacker turned biophysics professor. Uh, what's his name? Doctor Walter Lankowski. Yeah. Who can turn into a Sasquatch, I guess. And this team is rough. Uh, they, they're clearly very powerful. They're, they're very they're... Canadian and they're very strong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Two of my favorite things. <laughs> That's why I like hockey so much. It's strong and Canadian. <laughs> well, and, and Sasquatch, it feels like it's his like, first day. Like he keeps <laughs> fucking up and being like, sorry, I just don't understand this yet. Like he, has, he's had, he got powers like last week. And I really, I really enjoy this whole situation, even though it feels as the, as though this issue was funded by the Calgary Tourism Board. <laughs> yeah, the X Men, in order to hide from Alpha Flight, uh, sort of spread out and do touristy things and get into crowds. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they start Which seeing is, all of Calgary's major landmarks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's sort of a sound plan on paper. Is it, it, it doesn't sound silly and then you just see all you see them all just kind of yeah exactly just doing <laughs> tourist shit yeah and it's like they go to the mall to get Aurora some clothes so she can blend in and she's not pleased about that because she hates clothes famously but they don't just go to the mall like they name the mall and I don't even remember what it is but it was like they go to the Calgary something something mall and I'm like fuck I hope money's changing hands here <laughs> <laughs> God, at the end of this issue, even it says next, like when they do the little preview for next issue at the end, it's like next shoot out at the stampede. So we're even doing the Calgary stampede like they're going to we're going to go X-Men at the rodeo next week. <laughs> and I don't know. I'm I'm here for it, but it's so fucking Canadian. And I, <laughs> I, I love it. But I really like this issue, too. It was a lot of fun. And I like Alpha Flight. Uh, I am so tired though of the continued situation where gene and the professor still don't know they're alive especially given we just saw the canadian government watch them fight monsters on tv mm-hmm. yeah are they not watching tv no professor's out in outer space for and gene's on a on a mission to muir island yeah because gene's gene's in scotland with moira and uh and uh and alex and lorna and Jamie Madrox, Mr. Multiple Man. Yes, that's right. Multiple Man. I don't know anything about this yet, so I'm I'm excited to see where that goes. Hopefully we'll we'll start devoting some actual pages to what the hell's going on with Gene. Uh but that's everything we read. And if if uh if that's all we got, I think we really need to hand it over to what I'm sure is gonna be a pretty juicy one today, Shane. Oh. Oh hello. <laughs> hello and welcome to this week's A Fuck Mary Kill. <laughs> Where we have one in the gun, one in the bum, and one who is the one. And not only, not only, Andy, did this week's Fuck, Mary Kill take us all the way up north, but it is also the first Fuck, Mary Kill of spooky season. 
Oh, <laughs> and that that's means exciting. That means, dear listeners, we're going to talk about villains today. Mm. Hmm. So first off, first off, we have to talk about Moses Magnum. Okay. Yeah. Moses Magnum is for sure on this list. In terms of villain town, he was kind of spooky. He's got a fun name. Fun to talk about. Secondly, we have to talk about Dr. Bong. <laughs> I was you, so hoping. You better bet that Dr. Bong is going to be on our list today. Okay. Um, and thirdly, we have to talk about Alpha Flight. Um, the entire Alpha Flight team. All of Jesus. Them. Okay. First thought, best thought, Dr. Bong. <laughs> One letter away from Bang, I could call him Dr. Bang, and that's just hot. Also, he has a bell for a head, which means that when I'm done, I can just ring it and he'll know. I well, I think that. there's I think there's a couple considerations to be made. Mm-hmm. Well, we do know canonically, you are gonna have to sit through an entire Edgar Allan Poe poem every time you want to smash. <laughs> but here's my here's my consideration. I'm I'm convinced this might just be a way for him to get out of having sex with a woman. This might just be an elaborate ploy to not have sex with Beverly. Oh, and it may not oh, be a concern okay. for you. I think it's that's up to that's up to your interpretation if you're gonna have Edgar <laughs> Allan Poe night. His Edgar Allan Poe is a sex deterrent on purpose. I you think, think I I think definitely I think I think there's no better way to get out of having sex with your wife than being like, well, you know, every time before I do it, I do have to read. An entire Edgar Allan Poe. <laughs> you know what really put me in the mood right now is if I read you the spookiest poet, the, the entire text of this poem. Oh no! Shoot, she fell asleep. Shoot, dang! If you're not horny after T.S. Eliot's The Wasteland, that's your problem. <laughs> You you better be sure four chapters into Dune we're smashing. <laughs> All right, so maybe maybe Doctor Bong is a little more on board than we thought. Uh, what about Moses Magnum? He is ready to rock your world with the with the quakes with the, from the center of the oh, earth. I was he's gonna got say the, he's gonna make he's your got body the magnum shake. force. He literally yeah. has magnum force, so just, you know, <sighs> sexual in nature. <laughs> he's he's the gonna rip it up force. and. Give you the tectonic spurts. <laughs> God. For, from his magnum dong. <laughs> but there's always the consideration that if you piss him off even a little bit, he will sink Japan. And I don't I don't know if I like that energy in the bedroom. I think that's fair. You don't want you don't want the fate of Japan constantly on your shoulders. Oh yeah, especially <laughs> like as soon as you can't perform one day, Japan is gone. That's it, I'm killing Japan. <laughs> No. No. <laughs> now you're wishing for those Edgar Allan Poe poems. <laughs> if, only, if only I'd chosen Dr. Bong. <laughs> but then we got Alpha Flight. Alpha Flight has a brother and sister in it. And I'm not, I don't know. I don't know where I feel on that Wait, particular regard. Does it actually say they're married? Does it say they're twins? What if they're just? I, or, or, That's fair. They could be married. I think they, they could say just be married. Sisters. I think it comes up. It probably comes I, up. I'm pretty sure they say they're brother or sister. Okay. So what if? How about you can pick? You're allowed to take turns, or they can face the other way from each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One cannot be in the same room. Hey, Aurora, can you look over <laughs> you put there? A, put a, just hang a curtain for... over, your, over your belly button. 
Just hang <laughs> a curtain over your belly button. Yeah, and then, you know, divide and conquer. <laughs> Let's be very oh real. God. We're we're only talking about Dr. Squatch, right? We're only talking oh, about really? Dr. Walter Lankowski here. Like if Are, if we who... if I'm having sex, I'm definitely having sex with Ma- Mr. Maple Leaf. Me too. <sighs> I guess I forgot he's part of Alpha Flight. <laughs> yeah. That costume's keep it on. No, don't take it off. Keep it on. The costume is incredible. <laughs> You just tear a hole in the bottom. He looks like a Canadian bobsledder. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a bobsled figure skater motif going on. Andy's really into the Winter Olympics, you guys. Okay, I think I've got... Okay, so... So, so I'm gonna... If I fuck Alpha Flight, then Mm. whatever's going on between brother and sister is not my concern long-term. I think I can... That's true. Whatever they do or don't do in the bedroom with me is not my problem to fix in the, the morning after. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I don't love my. I don't love what's remaining for marriage. Though. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but at least it means I'm not married to a weird little incest couple. So I think that's still a win. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, okay, fuck it. Uh, I'm going to marry Magnum, the Magnum Force. Yeah. All right. I can get behind that. I'm not going to do it, but I am going to get behind that because I think where I'm landing is I'm going to marry Dr. Bong. Yeah, I'm sort of regretting my choice, but (laughs) I think it's it's a completely valid choice. It's set in stone now and cannot be undone. It's a totally valid choice. I just think he's too toxic. He's he's going to he's going to sink Japan. It's going to be my fault. (laughs) You'll have to stand with him at the arraignment. Oh, the camera's gonna be on you. Are you still are you still interested in being married to this man after he's done what he's done? And you're like, Yeah, I said till death is part. Ride or die. Oh my god. The re- the reporters. Rory, Rory, Rory. Do you have a statement? Rory. No. Did no. you know that did you know that Japan would be sinking today? Do you not think this is your fault for underperforming in bed? <laughs> Oh, man, the headlines would be so good. Oh, my gosh. The headlines would be incredible. Small dicked cuck blamed for <laughs> sinking of Japan. Underperformance causes catastrophe. Yeah. No, I marry Dr. Bong. I think that'd be fun. Uh, and I don't really have to. I feel like I could keep him under my thumb. He seems like a. I don't know. I could probably stop him from being so annoying. And I will fuck Moses Magnum. Uh <laughs> I fucked Not Moses Magnum one time. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Just one time. To feel the date to feel the to be close to danger. That's confident. That's very confident that you, yeah. you have one time to perform and one time to get him there so he doesn't sink <laughs> Japan. <laughs> I don't like the way you said get him there. I just I just feel like you have a lot of confidence in your abilities. <laughs> As a uh, <laughs> Sorry. And I kill off a flight. I'm not saying that you're bad at sex. I'm just saying that you're straight. So, um. <laughs> wow. 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 Oh, wow. Oh, damn. No, I kill, kill off a flight. flight. Goodbye. Okay. No, no, no groups. No groups for marriage. And I was more in the mood for Moses Magnum than I was <laughs> in the mood for a marathon evening. Uh, okay. So that's, right. so that's where I was at. What it's do not you a do, marathon. Shane? It's a pile. Just a nice big pile. (laughs) All right. I a Caligulan pile. Yeah, it's the same duration. (laughs) Trash. (laughs) 
I I kill Moses Magnum. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm. I think that's the right choice. I have. I know. <laughs> I have intercourse <laughs> with Doctor Bong. Okay? Oh, but listen, how's that listen, for one time. This it's man. He rings disappointing, that bell. Disappointing, huh? It's better is than so, a marriage. It is very disappointing. I can sit <laughs> through a poem one time. I have. <laughs> I think that's I, fair. I have seen community theater. I can sit through a poem, <laughs> but because I am marrying the Alpha Force, I force everyone in the Alpha Force to do their own fuck Mary kill, right? And then whichever Whoa. twin loses the most, we take them out. Whoa! And then you, we don't you have to kick somebody out of you kick somebody out of the yeah, group. Yeah, you all collectively agree we're not into this twin says bullshit. Yeah, and exactly. Got to go. Yeah. Well, and, and so we no, all and it's not like the they're. Twins. It's not like they're weird in the comic either, right? I mean, they're just brother and sister on a team, and now it's like well, now I'm gonna marry each other all of brother you. Brother sister though, which is spooky. Oh, that's <laughs> that's a way to get around it. You could just it fire one of them. You could just like <laughs> like if oh, you I just if you just fire <laughs> like the brother, and you just assume his place, and you become North Star. Oh shit! Right? Yeah, yeah. That'd work. The math like checks it. out. well thank you once again that was was super fun it's issue 39 of the infinite backlog we've it was a very canadian day so uh i'd like to i'd like to also offer the my thank you from our sponsor today the calgary tourism board (laughs) and i'd like to offer a i'd like to Warn everyone, again, to just make sure before you go to bed tonight that you do a check for Swamp Rabbits because it is it is really just, it's it's becoming a huge problem. <laughs> I forgot about Jimmy and his bun bun. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. 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 Hey, I just wanted to say thank you so much for listening to this episode of our podcast. If you want to hear more shows from us, we have two more for you. Saturday Morning Tuesdays, you guys. It's the show that started it all. Uh, You can hear me, Rory, and Andy. And we are on this journey most Tuesdays where we are looking through the weirdest and wildest, coolest and droolest uh, (laughs) cartoons, children's cartoons, adult cartoons, from all across the spectrum of time. We're going to cover your favorite show. Maybe we're going to talk about the ones you hate. Probably. (laughs) And it's a great, wonderful time. So be sure to catch that. We've also got I've Read Dune with Rory Voy. Me, Rory Voy. It's a podcast where I have read Dune and they're my captive audience for an hour. Every Wednesday till we finish the book, we're releasing I've Read Dune with Rory Voy. Me. I've read Dune. (laughs) (laughs) And of course, if you enjoyed this show or any of our shows, really, and you want to support us, we do have a Patreon chock full of bonus content. Everything from videos to sound clips to even some fun art that I get to make for you once a month. 
Um, and you know, even if you can't support us monetarily, if you don't have anything to give, we would just love it if you joined our Discord and send us memes. Um, send memes to us all day long. Keep us awake all night long with your memes. We love memes. We consume them. Just ruin us with your memes. <laughs> Please ruin us with your memes. As always, our links are in the episode description. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thanks, everybody. Laters. Laters.